Welcome to Simulator Review, helping you find quality flight simulation with the world's most comprehensive listings and reviews of simulators. A warm welcome to episode 12 of our podcast for the flight simulation community. My name is Alexis and I'm joined by my two colleagues from simulatorreview.com, Andrew. Hi there. And Elliot. Hello. If you are a regular listener of our podcast, a warm welcome back. And if you are new to our podcast, then you are in the right place for discussion about simulator venues and getting the most from your simulator experiences. We are very pleased you found us and we hope you stick around. Do listen to episodes one and two for a great introduction to us and our website, simulatorreview.com. We'll be looking at another of our blue pin feature reviews for a simulator which we visited in person. We've done a few episodes dedicated to our feature reviews already, and the last one was Jetsim School near Peterborough in episode 10. In this episode, we'll be looking at Ascent Aviation near Glasgow in the UK. As well as chatting about the review itself, which you can read on our site, we want to give you some of the background of our review and some discussion of what we thought the venue was like. Before we get on to Ascent Aviation, it's time for our regular simulator news update, where we cover news at simulatorreview.com and in the wider simulator community. And this week we'll be going over to Andrew. Hi Andrew, what have you got for us for Sim News on this episode? Yeah, thanks, Alexis, and uh, thank you for the left seat again. It's nice to get a bit extra uh, left-hand seat time. Uh, I think we've got a couple of things this week. Uh, we've got Microsoft uh, Flight Sim. It's now been out for a little bit of time. Uh, I understand initially a bit slow on the old download from their servers, as the great rush uh, came to do that. But otherwise, it's it seems to have met all expectations in terms of the quality of the aircraft, the flight dynamics, the scenery. Uh, you know, it looks really good. I've not had the pleasure myself of uh, running that, but uh, it's, uh, hopefully that'll be at some some point in the future. Have you seen anything uh, recent that's uh, been surprising or rather pleasant from the uh, flight set? Yeah, it's certainly an impressive simulator. And I think from all the videos that we've seen on YouTube over the last few weeks and, and months or two after it's been released, What's incredibly impressive is the scenery, which is the default scenery that you get with a simulator, so the photorealistic scenery, and also the default airports look incredibly impressive out of the box. Uh, obviously, depending on what package you, you select, you get a number of handcrafted airports as well, and they look incredible. But uh, as I say, even if you're not at a handcrafted airport, the scenery looks probably on a par with, I think, some of the add-ins we've previously paid for with the likes of p3d and x-plane to be honest so out of the box scenery looks incredible yes it's incredible how far they've raised the bar of the basic out of the box as you say addition of it uh, quite remarkable and what's also nice of course is that you can now sort of see where the third-party add-ons are going to be coming in i think the other day you and i or the three of us were talking about uh, for example the london uh, uh, package and for a very modest sum it's uh, it's remarkable how much detail you, you can now generate in that 3d environment really good uh, i do look forward to seeing the triple uh, models release on that it should be rather impressive which is a great aircraft of course we'll, we'll have your own view i suppose on uh, on how good or bad they are <laughs> that's right 
But yeah, so you get, I think as default, you get a 747, you get an 787, and you get the A320neo. I think PMDG have already said they're bringing over their 737. I think they will also be presumably bringing over the 777 as well and as we expect from PMDG they will be incredibly high quality aircraft so I will challenge you to pick holes in in what they look like and how they fly when they when they come yeah so all I now need is the computer and I'll be good to go so uh, at some point soon so that's the Microsoft flight sim I'm sure we'll have more news on that as it develops and uh, as, as you say as products get released into it on a more business sense, the podcast will be making uh, good progress with that. You've got some stats in terms of downloads and uh, perhaps a particular download uh, of significance for uh, Flight Sim Review. Yes. Um, since this podcast started, we've had downloads everywhere, but the, the continent that's eluded us has been Africa. But I can now happily report we've had our first download in Africa by uh somebody in Cairo so hello and welcome if you're listening and we're very pleased to have you on board so now at this stage we actually have downloads in every single continent in the world so I think we can uh, without modesty claim to be the highest leading podcast on simulator reviews in the world so we just need a few downloads on Mars perhaps and the moon and we can now be the universal highest uh, (laughs) podcast in the world it, it is it is quite remarkable. Not that I'm saying our podcast is remarkable, um, in that you know the technology, the reach we can have in such a such a narrow niche of a flight sim that people all around the world, very modest numbers, admittedly at the moment, but it's early days. But it's just remarkable. There's you know a person here, a couple of people here, just deciding to download it. Uh, you know, it's great just to see that sort of reach that. Uh, achievement of podcast uh, wish we'd done it earlier but it's it'd be really interesting to see, see see how it goes over the next year or so absolutely and i think uh, not to sound like an old fogey but with uh, things like social media and podcasts these days it's it's great that we can really have a reach not only locally in the uk but uh, across the world and really appeal to people who want to know about this subject um who are, who are scattered everywhere mm. Mm, that's remarkable uh, a few more developments we've spoken about it briefly before alias and i have uh, yet to do the work around it but uh, we're looking forward to going to the youtube uh with some video work just to reach another part of the audience uh so by the time hopefully this podcast airs uh, that would have all been done and we'd have that channel uh, up and running but for the moment alexis that's all the sim news and so i should really hand control back to you Great. Well, thank you very much, Andrew, and uh, some very interesting news there. So, yeah, thanks for the sim news this week. This week's main topic is a discussion about one of our Blue Pin featured reviews, and we've chosen Ascent Aviation near Glasgow in the UK. If you've listened to some of our previous podcasts, you will have heard that these featured reviews are our top ones where we've been to the venue and done a thorough in-person review to really bring you all the detail about what the venue offers and what the simulator is like. As Elliot and I went to the simulator a few months ago, it's time for Andrew to take up the reins again and sit in the podcast left-hand seat. So it's over to you, Andrew. Thanks, Alexis. Uh, Ascent Aviation, as I mentioned up in Glasgow, is one of our uh, key blue-pin features, certainly an excellent uh, simulator. Um, As I didn't attend, uh, this is largely going to be Alexis and Elliot in the conversation. So first off, perhaps, Alexis, what was the main attraction for us uh, going up there and you both spending some time with the owner and uh, seeing what it was like? 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's quite a new venue, and I think we hadn't we'd seen it was open up only in the last year or two, and so that's partly what's interested. It's always nice to see new places opening and seeing what they're offering. Uh, certainly, it looked like a really good 737 fixed base simulator from the photos that we could see online on the website, uh, and so that also sparked our interest. Uh, so we were really keen to go and see what it was like. And again, the other aspect that we saw was that it was run by somebody who is a current commercial 737 pilot so hopefully our view was that if somebody can really try and focus on the realism and the experience um, it would be somebody who was uh, really qualified to fly the aircraft in real life so we were hoping that we would get a really good experience there and a really good simulator and from what i understand too easy to get to we'll talk about the venue and things later on too so certainly in that environment it, it looked really good elliot uh, welcome back um, the simulator itself, uh, what type of things really stood out for you? I know we've got a review on simulatorreview.com, but what are some of the things that uh, really stood out for you that, that they've done really well? Yeah, be it two things there specifically that I'd mention is the authenticity and accuracy of the uh, flight deck. So David quite clearly knows uh, what a 737 should be like. Having flown the classic 737 myself, I knew what dimensions and feel uh, should be there and what they should look like. Uh, the only difference between that and the NG is some glass cockpit screens and a couple of new displays. So, so that was uh, good. And then secondly was the functionality of the sim and just how many of the aircraft systems are accurately and correctly modelled and simulated uh, in the programme. To give you an example, the air conditioning packs can be switched on and off. And if you have a, a smoke problem or a smoke related failure from an engine or an air conditioning pack, this can be simulated in the uh, simulator. And even just turning the packs off, since we're talking about packs, they are correctly powered and the sound uh, is correct. And you actually can feel the air conditioning stop. So for me, the, the standout things were the accuracy of the flight deck and the simulator functions uh, that can be modelled in there. And, and since uh, you both visited in January 2020, uh, see we've updated on the website too, you mentioned the packs already and it increased even uh, with uh, rumble strips or the rumble um, kick buckets. But, oh, uh, yeah, butt, kickers. <laughs> butt kickers, Andrew. Butt kickers. Absolutely. Well, so when the gear comes down, you get a really good clunk uh, if you pull the speed brakes out or deploy the speed brakes, you get a little, little buffet or a little rumble as well. It's the same as uh, if you hit the center line on the runway, it's one of the center line lights to give you a little jolt. So it's a really good thing where we've talked about it before, fixed base versus full motion. Just having these little rumble strips or butt kickers in the seats really do compensate uh, for what you do lose by not having the motion. Mm-hmm. In terms of the simulator itself, has he used uh, original uh, 7.3 parts? Has he bought in a, a built kit? What, what had he done there? So it was a real mix of the two. Some bits were made by SimWorld in Poland. It's a really big uh, mass-produced um, uh, manufacturer for simulator parts. And they're using a few of the simulators that we've been out and visited. And they'll take the real thing, create their own molds and uh, make accurate true to form correct feel correct sizing correct colorings um, simulator parts even though they're not the real parts and there's a lot of real aircraft parts as well and the, the owner makes a special effort to use online auctions and uh, specific aircraft brokers to get the correct parts for the aircraft and again 
as I say before, we look for accuracy, realism. You can't get any better than that. Nice. I think of the previous podcast too. We've spoken about you can. You know, one of the quality issues we sort of look for is you know how the thrust lever is moving. Are they making the right type of motion, the right rate, the type of yoke, the type of rudder pedals? That sounds like he's he's done a pretty good job with all that. That's it. And his his advantage, as we've said just a, a minute ago, being an actual seven three seven eight hundred pilot. You know, you know what it should feel like, you know, and uh, the the young chap has got a very good eye for detail and he, he likes things just right. And uh, nice. you can see that's come across very well in the simulator. Yeah, nice. I can't remember from the article who was actually doing the flying, but Alexis, uh, what were the visuals like? Were you, were you in the seat for this one? Yeah, so I sat in the left-hand seat and did a bit of flying just to try how it felt and how the visuals looked. I think the visuals were probably as good, if not better, than we've seen anywhere else. It's full 220-degree wraparound visuals, really high quality, good projection. It's probably some of the best we've seen on fixed-based simulator so far. So the whole visual aspect was really immersive. He's clearly gone to the point of getting some decent scenery installed as well on top of the uh, simulator. So, you know, we we actually had a bit of a fly around Innsbruck. Looked probably as good as I've seen anywhere else, if not better. I think in terms of the flight controls, they really felt quite nice, both throttle and the yoke. And as Elliot said, I think one of Davis' points he's mentioned to us and one of the reasons he's gone for his supplier of these parts is he he was really wanted to get something as close to the real thing as possible and that really shows in how it flies how it feels how the yoke feels the functionality was good as well i think there wasn't much that we saw that didn't work there certainly seemed to be things that he's adding or added on since like the smoke which really are nice to see yeah it's a great simulator sitting and to fly for me the takeaway points if i was going to leave anybody uh, with anything from this simulator is it's just the attention to detail, and that's really what we're looking for when we go out and visit. I mean, most people can have a look at a company's website and see if the simulator's any good, but by us going, we can go and authenticate that it actually looks like the aeroplane, feels like the aeroplane, and uh, works and runs like the actual aeroplane from our experience. And th- this is where this simulator excels. So even the uh, oxygen, the EROS masks, are there correctly working. And the uh, extra little bits we liked, it's got SimBrief, it's got Navigraph subscriptions, and it's also linked up to VATSIM, the online air traffic control uh, network. So, again, we want realisms and we're really trying to cater for the market where somebody wants to go to a simulator and have the proper full experience. If you can produce a flight plan for your flight, have the charts next to your flight and then go and have online air traffic control for your flight. Uh, you know, that's that's fantastic. They're three really big ticks uh, in our boxes. I guess too, that's an advantage from a business point of view that, you know, he's being able to, although it's a relatively young business, he's been able to build it for quite clean from the ground up, thinking about how he's going to build in that integration with the Internet, FATSIM and, and real time weather and that type of thing. So it's clearly coming through. He's had a, a great eye for detail. In terms of going from the simulator itself to the location and the venue, uh, Lexus, that sort of did you see that consistency carry across into that part of the business for the customer? Yes, very much so. So I think uh, since we went, the website's been improved as well, which, which is one of the things that he mentioned he wanted to do. In terms of going to the venue, fairly typical in terms of location for what we've seen. So out of town in a 
office building. So once you walk in the door of his venue, I think it's very clear immediately that everything's been done to be of a good to high quality. So the reception area looks good. Very good aircraft theme going throughout with lots of kind of airport theme signs. The runway painted corridor, which if you look on our review, you can see a photo of that. Really good use of space. He's got separate meeting rooms for briefing, pre-flight briefing, which we always love to see. And, you know, nice models of aircraft in there, which I particularly like myself. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to uh, take one with me when I left. I'd like to add in that uh, the atmosphere that is created in the place as soon as you walk in you are completely immersed in airline style aviation so we've been to a couple of venues which are great little bit of awe as you walk in we've had simulator adventures with a big simulator hall we've had real simulation with a a real man's cave as you walk in this was a, a different type of awe the again attention to detail and the immersion i mean you're led to the simulator via yellow taxiway center lines uh, airport style signs uh, an airport style waiting room with airport chairs airport views wallpapered um, on the reception desk was called check-in it it was very good in that respect what we did like to see was as a permanent reception with a with somebody sitting on that there to welcome you answer your questions do the admin it's not some overstretched instructor that's half in the simulator half running out trying to do the business there's clearly been some money spent and uh, thought given to the process of somebody arriving and then partaking in the simulator session so Mm. really really well really well run Mm. and uh, you're well catered for they're very professional very polite yeah, even just looking at the, we've got an image of one of the signs on the website, and even the fonts and the colours he's chosen is, uh, yeah, it really, it really is a nice image. Of course, one of the things we do look at with business is not only what attention to detail in terms of the physical side, but the quality of the instruction. So we mentioned earlier that the owner's uh, current uh, 7.3 pilot uh, himself, Elliot's. The other instructors, are they generally commercial pilots. What is he using in that? Uh, yeah, there's a there's a real mix. So, yes, the other instructors are commercial airline pilots or some background uh, in commercial aviation. They're mostly type rated on uh, the 737. There's a, a few Jet 2 guys. There's a, a PPL chap that does do the instructing. There's also a dispatcher, but he's uh, an ATPL student there as well that uh, does the instructing. But the quality of what we saw was very good, and we did meet James, uh, one of the instructors there, and uh, he was a first officer on the Embraer 145 for Logan Air. Oh, it's got a, uh, quite a mix so there. Yeah. There's a real mix, but uh, again, we saw very polite, good quality. Uh, they had a Scent Aviation uh, branded clothing mm-hmm. on, which uh, is, is professional and nice to see again as well. So, yeah, and David, uh, the owner, does try and instruct as many as he can being a, a current 737 pilot so obviously he's got a day job that does get in the way so there are perfectly capable people to stand mm. in when they need to as well as the business itself and you know, running a simulation and the instruction and and training as well he's running a few other things uh, for example in terms of his sponsorship encouraging people into the aviation side of the business uh, did you want to talk briefly about that what he's been up to yeah, there's a, we always look at the sort of the ethics around um, some of the businesses, what they like to do, any charitable work um, that they do. 
But Ascent Aviation was unique, and we haven't seen this before anywhere else. But the business gives or has allocates a certain proportion of its profits to sponsoring people who normally wouldn't be able to afford air transport pilot license training. And uh, David's got a system of identifying potential, offering uh, them work within his business and as well as paying them a, a modest salary, he'll also put them through a modular ATPL course so that they, they'll get a scholarship from Ascent Aviation. And uh, what he asks in return is some work from them uh, alongside their studies. So it's a, a really generous and a fantastic scheme up and running. And uh, again, it's uh, indicative of the owner and his his ethics and mm. what, he, what he believes in it. So it was really, really nice to see. And I, I know he won't want us to labour it too much because uh, he was uh, reluctantly talking about it when we were there. But it's fascinating to listen to why he was doing it and that, you know, the reasons behind it were really, really good. Really nice to see. I think from our Blue Pen re- featured review so far, that's the only venue that runs such a program. Am I right with that? Certainly one that we visited, that's right, yeah. Mm. Uh, there's, there's plenty of charitable work, and again, Ascent Aviation does do mm. charitable work as well on the side. As well, talking about the business in that respect, they were nominated for a Scottish Small Business Award as well, a couple of years in running as well. So it's really nice to see them getting recognised in the community. Uh, Alexis, we're sort of coming towards the end of our review for Ascent. Uh, your overall impression, uh, sort of main things you'd like people to take away from that, particularly if they're thinking of spending their hard-earned cash uh, on a venue. Is there somewhere you'd recommend and things they should know about? Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't have any hesitation about recommending them. I think it's up there as one of the top ones we've seen so far, both in terms of the simulator itself and then also in addition to that, in terms of the venue, the instruction that's given, I think, I suppose, one of the negatives that comes from that is if you do book, you might have to wait a little bit to try and get a free slot to uh, go. But, um, you know, that's a sign of success, really. David's clearly trying to offer a really good uh, simulator experience for people. And also, he's not simply trying to do the kind of 30-minute experiences. He's offering things like the ground school course, which he's doing where you can go and really get a good background in learning about all the the stuff that you would learn as as a pilot in in a sense you know about weather navigation flight planning things like that that's a great thing to see for somebody who really wants to get in depth in simulation so i personally wouldn't have any hesitation in booking that at all there aren't that many negatives and we struggle to put so we always like to put a you know a couple of positives and a couple of negatives in our reviews and we were struggling to put you know a number of negatives because there really aren't any with the ascent aviation uh, thanks, Alexis. Uh, Elliot, anything else that we've missed or something you'd particularly like to highlight uh, before we close this off? Yeah, I suppose just to give it a, a complete rounded picture of the simulator and make sure that we have mentioned everything. Part of the reason we do this podcast is just to get that little bit more from it than reading what we've got on our website. So uh, a, a couple of things that uh, we did like. They, they put a little buffer in between each simulator session, which is really good. So it just allows for a little bit of overrun. So rather than getting right up to the end of your experience, you're halfway through a landing and it has to be cut short because the next person's coming in. He's He builds in some time in the schedule just to, just to creep over if required and give people the full experience, which is really nice to see. Lots of people cram, uh, lots of venues, sorry, cram their sessions one up against the other. You're sort of knocking the door waiting for the last people to come out and the next people going in. So this just makes a far smoother and more professional scheduling. 
worth mentioning anyone sort of with a disability or consideration for disabilities. There is no lift and this venue is located on the first floor of an office block. The owner was very keen to speak to anybody who might need some additional help beforehand uh, to give them a call, uh, to show somebody around, uh, can do a video call as well just to show people and help in uh, any way they can. But that's definitely a limitation of the venue. The accessibility wise is uh, it involves a couple of flights of stairs in an office block. And then lastly, they've got quite a it's quite new, but it's a, a novel and quite interesting idea. They've got a virtual flyers group where for a set monthly fee, you join a virtual flyers club, you fly alongside and next to each other. Uh, you have to do a minimum number of hours a month, but those hours are heavily subsidized. So it's £60 a month membership fee, but then that brings the simulator costs right down to 34.50 per hour. So anything more than one hour flying in that month, you're well and truly quids in. It's a very good value if you fancy flying a lot and uh, often. Yeah, for the true enthusiasts, I think it's a fantastic offering. You look at the price per hour, it's very hard to beat uh, in terms of what's available on certainly in the UK market. Yes, it's, it's, a, it's a really good idea. And uh, I can imagine a lot of simulators taking something very similar on in the future. Mm. All right. Well, thanks, Elliot. And uh, thank you to you and Alexis for your review of Ascent and for David's time. Uh, I know you had a good time up there and, and enjoy seeing his venue. And it's certainly been an excellent addition to our feature review page and article series. So thank you to you both. And with that, I'd like to hand control back to Alexis. You have control. I have control. Thanks, Andrew, for leading us on that discussion. Uh, I'm getting a bit concerned with all your podcast left-hand time and whether I'm about to be usurped here, to be honest, but uh, hopefully I'll be able to maintain my position. We'll certainly have more episodes covering our Blue Pin featured reviews in the future, so do keep an eye out for those. So, there you go, a chat about Ascent Aviation in the UK. Do have a look at the review on our site as well. There are some photos that we took when we visited, so you can see what it's like. If you've been to Ascent Aviation, let us know what you think. You can add your comments to the review on our site, simulatorreview.com, and we'd love to hear what you thought and whether you enjoyed your experience there. And if you go after listening to this podcast or reading the review on our site, let the venue know. It's always great for them to hear that our reviews help you decide which venues to visit. In our next episode, we'll have a look at another of the subjects covered by our articles on our site, and we'll be going a bit more into the background behind the article. So I hope you'll join us again for that in two weeks' time. In the meantime, please do subscribe to our podcast. We're available on all the major podcast services, and please leave us a star rating and review. Until next episode, though, it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye for Andrew. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Elliot. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Simulator Review podcast. We would love your feedback, so please do comment and rate us. Please follow, share, like, and subscribe on all our social media channels, where you can see regular updates on new simulator listings and reviews, as well as our latest articles. Until next time, happy simming. Happy simming.